Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. Holy fuck, what a week, guys. I'm telling you, I, I don't even know where to begin. This week has been insane. Seriously, between work and everything, the full moon and the fucking lunar eclipse. And everything's just been super jacked up here, for me, anyway. I don't know about y'all, but it's just been like, holy shit. Um... For starters, as you can probably tell, my voice is starting to do that thing again. If I sound a little wheezy, it's because I'm getting sick again. Um, not allergies this time, just straight up sinuses going to fucking shit. But, you know, what's new? I've literally been dealing with it for like a year now. I give up. Anyway, yeah, so this week's been pretty intense. Um, if you guys noticed, there was no new episode last week. It was kind of like the what was supposed to be the mid-season break that never happened during the mid-season. So it's kind of like the in season middle whatever break um it was just some crazy shit so um I finally got a day off I haven't had one since September I thought it was the beginning of October when I had one but it was actually September but Trav had doctor's appointment today so I took the day off and went with him and we went and did some stuff and you guys Walmart has some really cool shit now by the way like I got this little box for four dollars and ninety seven cents it's like this little wooden box with a glass top like, you can see through it, like, the top is wood, but it has, like, a glass window. And it's a little tiny lotus tie, or not even tiny, it's pretty fucking big. It's a lotus incense burner. It's round, like a lotus clay thing in the middle, and it comes with a bunch of different little baby incense, and they're so fucking cute. But it's only $4.97. I would have paid, like, 7 bucks for the box alone, not including the stuff that came with it. So, score for me. But, it was really cool, and they're starting to get a lot more different things they had um like sage for smudging they had um the palom wood I, did I just say that right no I didn't oh my god you know what I mean guys this literally been when I say it's been a fucked up week it's been a fucked up week I don't know if it's just like everything going on like in the world because don't even start on how fucked up the things in the world are right now like war world war three is literally on the edge. We're getting ready to start soon, unfortunately. So, huh. Y'all know I don't ever talk politics on here, and I refuse to, but holy fuck. That's all I can say is it's getting bad. It's kind of scary, actually, honestly. Um, and then the whole Kyle, whatever the fuck his name is, verdict came in today. We're gonna leave that alone. And then, um, here in my local hometown, one of the people, the guys I went to school with, who is now a teacher at the high school here in town, and football coach, was arrested for domestic battery in front of his child and strangulation of his wife. So, yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on around here, people? Seriously, what the fuck? I don't even know. Like, I, I don't even know. So... But it's made me think, like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why is there so much shit happening? And I'm learning more about astrology. Astrology is really intense and intimidating when you first started out. I mean, there's no easy way to dive into astrology. It's just you dive in head first and you start learning. And it can be very, 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 very intimidating. I love 
like especially when you get to the math part. And here's the thing, guys, I love math. I'm a nerd that way. I do. I love numbers, but I'm dyslexic. Like real life, like tested, true, whatever. Dyslexic. It's fine. I've relearned, you know, how to do everything. But when I am rushed, I suck at math. I am very good at math normally. 99.9% of the time, I'm great at it. But if I'm rushed or I feel under pressure, I fuck it up. It's just my brain switches the numbers, it sees things different, and I will literally see 37, but I will say 73. It just, my brain will compute it backwards just because the stress of it all. So, it, it could be a pain in the ass, but I want to tell you guys real quick about this book. It's called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it in season one. It's by Joanna Martine Woolfolk. Um, I think it's Martine, it's M-A-R... T-I-N-E. I think it's Martine. I wouldn't say Martin. I think I'm going to say Martine or Martine. I'm not sure. Anyway. This motherfucker is like 520 some pages. 530 pages. All together with like the index. And it's got some blank pages in the back for notes. I'm not going to say it's literally the only book you'll ever need. But seriously. This thing is. Whoa. It is great for anyone jumping in and learning about astrology or starting out or someone who just wants to have a reference book you know for different shit because there's so many fucking charts and, and shit in here guys like seriously it is insane um it, it shows you how to make your birth chart literally has calendars in here for like what house your moon and stuff like literally all of that shit is all in here in the back it's got all these charts moon tables mercury tables Mars tables, guys, it's got everything. It is fucking awesome. But here's the thing. Like I said, my brain just starts to jumble the the numbers and the dates, especially when I'm in a hurry, which again, I don't have free time like normal people do. Um anyone with a kid <laughs> doesn't have free time. You guys know what I'm mean, like little kids, so yeah. I don't have any little ones anymore, mine are grown, but every living awake moment of my life is usually worried about work. I'm either at work or I'm here worried about it or I'm on the phone with one of my employees because they're calling me asking me questions which I knew I was getting to that when I signed up for this job when I accepted the position but it's just because I want the store to run right and I want everybody to be trained correctly so I'm willing to give up some of my freedom to make sure that happens. Plus I get compensated pretty well for it so it's, it's not a big deal problem is my brain just will not stop so I'm constantly worried about it but I was super pumped for the full moon and lunar eclipse that happened this morning did I get to see it fuck no I didn't let me tell you why remember I told you guys I took the day off okay my plan was to get up and look at it and enjoy it and view it that's not what happened I woke up at 3.45 like I do every fucking morning. And I was like, fuck, I can sleep just a little bit longer. Why did I wake up? I didn't have my alarm set for that time. I wanted to sleep a hair a bit longer. I fell back asleep till 6. So I didn't get to see it. Which, it's my own fault. I mean, it is what it is. But I did get to see some video and some pictures that some other people t- took and it was beautiful. It was fucking gorgeous. Just absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. But 
the moon itself this past week has been fucking gorgeous. I mean, just by itself. The moon, actually, this month has, like, or the full moon, has a lot of names, if you guys haven't noticed. The morning moon, the blood moon, the broom moon. I've seen it called, like, four other names, and I'm just like, what the fuck? It's very confusing this time, but it is what it is, and the moon was beautiful. And then I open Facebook, and I see a, a witch post in a group. So she is tired of people posting about the moon cycles and retrograde having them feel different ways and I was like um what like why does that bother you you know some people don't feel as strong as others like the the phases of the moon or the retrogrades or whatever you know zodiac season that we're in can have a huge effect on a person and some people it affects way harder than others and so if you're not someone who's affected by it, I can see why you don't understand how others are and it doesn't make sense to you, but let's not judge those that it does. Um, let's just kind of let us have our thing and deal with it. But it got me thinking back to some different times when the moon has really affected me or the retrograde or different things that it's really altered my mood or changed the way I've done my, my craft and it got me thinking about a spell a few years back, and of course, I'm sure you guys remember from season one, me constantly bitching about my coworker Shannon, how much of a twat she was. She'd royally piss me off, and I had a spell that I was trying to do for someone, and they'd asked me to do it, so not just me doing spells on people, but they'd asked me to help them with this, and it was supposed to be like a happy type spell, you know, and I was so fucking pissed when I was doing it because I was so mad with her that nothing fucking worked out right kind of backfired and everything kind of turned angry-ish and almost opposite of the intention that I had for the spell to begin with. I was super confused. I was like, what What? What did I mess up? What fucking happened? So, fast forward like a month or something and same type situation. My mood that I was in did not reflect the type of work I was getting ready to do and everything turned out all fucked up. So, I thought, well, Again, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, am I slipping? Am I not, like, who I thought I was anymore? Like, what's, what's going on? I, I have a lot of questions. So, this was maybe, like, a week or two later, and same scenario. Different feelings, different outcome, fucked up shit. So, it made me realize that mood magic is a legit fucking thing. Now... This is a theory I've been working on for several years now, and I haven't really heard a lot of other people go into detail about it, so that's why for me it's, it's pretty cool, and I feel very, like, special about this, because it's something I have a lot of fucking experience with. So let me just throw that out there to begin with, because this, I have literally have, like, been down this road and had a lot of shit go on with it, so I can tell you that this shit is legit. Straight up, fucked up shit. So, we're going to break it all down and how your mood could totally affect magic and totally change everything you know about spells and your craft and things you're doing. Because it really does have an effect. Your mood alone could totally fucking alter anything. And so I thought that was why it was a really kind of catchy name for the episode, Alter Egos. Like, you know, your alter with an A. I'm tired, so I'm just rambling. So, yeah. 
I don't know, guys, but for real, though, your mood and your actions, if they don't match what you're getting ready to do, like spell-wise or craft-wise, then you're not going to have the outcome that you want or you expect or you're trying to manifest. So let's talk about that. Let's break it all down. Okay, so you guys might remember from season one me talking about magic journaling. It's been a while, but I have a little small mother bound journal that I keep at my altar, or next to my altar, it just depends, but I try to write in it daily. Obviously, it does not happen every day because I just don't always do it. I don't have time always, but in this journal, I write down things that I feel are important for me to remember, like when I try a new spell or use a new herb for the first time or something that is just memorable that I want to track or have that memory of later because my memory sucks lately. So just something to look back on. For me, it's not always about um, full-on essays or paragraphs or anything like that. It's more just like a, um, a brainstorm, honestly. Just a few words to kind of remind me of like what was happening and just a few sentences to kind of break it down. Enough for me to, to jog my memory. So I'll remember what was happening. Well, I was looking back through it, and I was, I don't even remember what I was looking for, but I was looking for something, and I just showed you how sidetracked I get. But um, I was looking back through it, and I kept seeing a repeating pattern. And it made me think about the spell. I was telling you guys in the intro about Shannon and just her ability to royally piss me off and change my mood and kind of fuck up my whole day. She was really good at that. I let her live in my head for quite some time. Rent free, of course, you know. But it really made me dig deeper into this whole mood magic theory that I've really been working on for quite some time. It just brought it all back, and I thought it's really important that we discuss it because I really want to share this with everybody else because I feel like now that I have really embraced this and learned how to change it, you guys can really benefit from this. I think everybody can. As always, with every new theory out there, people are going to look at it like it's a little crazy at first, or they're going to be like, yeah, okay, what? But I'm telling you guys, once you basically embrace this and take the steps to change things, you're going to see a fucking huge difference in your craft. I promise you, it will fucking change your life, okay? Okay, so it's kind of like having a glass of wine after a shitty day. And you just have that glass of wine and it makes you feel better. Or if you are more of a herbal witch or whatever, you may have a little smoke after a shitty day. And it helps you relax and alters your mood. Right? Right. Okay. Are you with me so far? Okay. So, say that you've had a really shitty day and you have to do a spell. Or something's going on you just have to do it right then. And you come and do it, and you're in a shitty fucking mood, because everything's been bad, you're super sad or whatever, it's not going to work. We've talked about this before in different ways, how you have to prepare yourself, you have to be centered, grounded, all those things, and really ready to give it 100%. But, what about the things that we can't change? The things that we have no control over? 
How do we make that different? What can we do? Well, we can actually do a lot of things. We just have to figure out what's going to work for us. So, you know, my therapist told me a couple years ago to stop worrying about the things I can't control. And I thought that was really shitty advice. I was like, well, that's fucking stupid. And the next session, he'd be like, how was your day? How was your month? You know, since we talked last. And I'm like, well, blah, 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 blah happened. And I felt blah, blah, blah. And he'd say, again, you're worrying about things you can't control. Stop. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can't just stop. I can't turn my fucking brain off. Okay. So then we started talking about the ways that I can't control it. And what, what, what's worse that's going to happen if I literally don't worry about it. Things I can't control. And at first I was really frustrated. I was like, dude, this is fucking stupid. But it really made me realize that there's no point in, like, just sitting there worrying about it when I have no fucking control over it. Instead, take action to alter the way it makes me feel, since I can't control it. Which, okay, maybe having a glass of wine, or maybe smoking a little green, whatever your deal is. But let's talk about the bigger things, okay? In the beginning, we were talking about the rich or the moon phases, right? The full moon can have a total effect on anyone. The new moon can have a huge effect on anyone. We're all different. None of us are exactly the same. None of us feel anything exactly the same. I mean, it's just how life works. So, for instance, the full moon makes some people feel crazy, right? Makes them feel like, you know, on edge or, you know, like in the ER, everybody always talks about, oh my gosh, full moon's gonna be fucked up or in the nursing home, same way, like medical field hates fucking full moons, right? For the most part, from all people I know anyway. Me, the full moon, totally different. Full moon for me reminds me of falling in love. It reminds me of just a time of magic and Romance and just that butterfly feeling in your stomach. So every time I see the full moon, or even close to a full moon, I just stop. I don't care if it's fucking freezing outside, and I hate winter. Like, fucking hate winter. But I still just get in that zone when I see it, because that's what time when I fell in love was during the full moon. It was just, it was fall, it was harvest moon out, and... It was just fucking gorgeous. It was this bright fucking orange, beautiful fucking moon. And it was just that new love feeling, just perfect fucking skyscape, just everything, landscape, everything was just beautiful. It was perfect. So now every time it's, you know, full moon occurs, that's what my brain goes to. It automatically just sets to that feeling of butterflies and love and romance and the happiness of all of that, right? But again, we're all different. So, as much as the moon phases have different effects on our lives, so does different, like, time of year. Like, for me, winter. Fucking hate winter. Okay, guys, I don't like the cold. I don't like the freezing. I want literally snow, like, the week of Christmas, like, leading up to Christmas, maybe, like, the day after, and then... Like, by New Year's, I want all fucking gone. I want all snow gone. I want everything back to 70s. And I want it to be nice. It's 70 year-round. But I can't fucking have that. Because I don't live somewhere where I can have that. And it's fine. I've accepted it. But I still fucking hate it. Okay? But it does put me in a mood when winter, like, it does have a huge effect on me. And I fucking hate it. I just don't like it. I just get in that 
drabby zone where I just felt depressed, and I just, it's like, everything's just so blah, especially because it's dark out, like, five o'clock, like, you come home from work, and you got up and went to work at dark, you come home, you're only home for, like, an hour, and it's fucking dark outside, it feels like you should go to bed, and now you're tired, and I take a fucking nap, because I'm fucking tired, and it's dark outside, I wake up, and I'm like, what year is it? Because it's fucking stupid. Okay. But you may love winter, and you may hate summer, so everybody has their different ways and their different feelings and the way that it all affects you differently. Retrograde. Same thing. Okay, let's talk about retrograde. So, I know that some people don't believe that retrograde has any, like, you know, effect on them. And some some people don't have it. Some don't. Some do, and some don't even know that that's what's affecting them. For years, I had no fucking clue that retrograde was the reason why I felt fucking stupid and just had everything all jacked up going on. Did not realize that's the reason why until, I don't know, fucking maybe like five, six years ago. I don't know. But it, it just fucks with you, okay? And you ever have those times where something's going on and you're just like, okay, what is up? Like, everything's just feeling weird. Little things are just totally fucking you up, and you're just feeling kind of just jacked up and different, and you can't quite explain it, and you're just like, why do I feel this way? And you realize, oh, okay, Mercury's in retrograde, okay, that makes total fucking sense. It affects us even when we don't know, because a lot of people will be like, oh, you just know that it's retrograde, and that's why you're feeling that way, and blah, blah, you're blaming everything on that. Well, that's not the case, guys, not always. Some people, maybe, yeah. And if you want to blame retrograde for your bullshit, fucking blame retrograde for your bullshit. Nobody is gonna or should be mad about that. You do you, okay? But it's like every once in a while I will literally just get fucking starving and I'll eat everything in sight. All the chocolates. All the fucking food. Like things I would normally only eat like two of and be like, oh my god, I'm full. I'd eat like six and be like, man, why am I so fucking hungry? And the next day I start my period. Like, okay. Guys, listen, you may not be able to relate, but I guarantee you a female around you absolutely can't relate. Or you're like, why do my boobs hurt? Why do I feel so weird? And then you start and you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. These are things that we cannot control that affect us and we may not always know they're affecting us until we realize what's happening. I know that just sounded really stupid and didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's like you don't know that you're in that pre-period area because, you know, we're not always, you know, tracking every fucking day on the calendar like some people, but your body starts reacting and your, your mood and everything is affected and then you realize why and it makes sense to you. All of these things play a big fucking factor in our moods and how it affects our craft and our everyday life in general. There are other things that we can control to an extent that also has a big impact on all these things. Like life events. Like a family member being sick or passing away or, you know, someone splitting up or whatever the case may be. And it could also be good things. It's not always just bad things. It could be a new baby. It could be, you know, someone getting married or in a relationship or something. It's any outside force that's affecting you 
can have huge different impact and change the way you react and the way you do things without you even realizing it's happening. And not that being super happy is a bad thing by any means, but it can make you change the way you do things because you're not being fully prepared for all of the things that could happen. You're not taking full precautions because you're so happy. You're like, ah, nothing bad's going to happen. It's fine because you are happy. Whereas if you're in a bad mood, you'd be like, nothing good's going to happen anyway. So why the fuck even do it? You know what I mean? Like, it's all different changes and factors that come into this that alter the way we proceed with our craft and life in general. Things with work. We bring that shit home. We've got to stop doing that. And I know I just said in the beginning, literally telling y'all I've I've literally worked 24-7. Like, if I'm not physically at work, my brain is home thinking about work or dealing with work. And it sucks because we have to have that line. We have to have that separation. Unfortunately, some of us cannot do that because we do not have that ability. Stay-at-home moms, they can't just leave their bullshit at work because they live at work. They literally live in the place where they work. By the way, you all are fucking amazing. I bow down to you because to be a stay-at-home mom and to be a mom 24-7, that's some fucking brave shit right there. Hands down, brave shit. But work can have a huge effect on you, and we do bring it home with us. Even when we have that rule, you know, work stays at work, home stays at home. Sometimes it just doesn't happen because we're fucking human, and that's how things work. We just can't always stop. Our brains just are not wired that way. Your life, in general, can have a huge effect on your moods and and your everyday aspects without even fucking realizing. Your kids, your spouse, your family in general, their outside things could really have a fucking effect on you. Guys. I have said time and time again, I will not bring politics into this podcast. And I am not by any means when I say what I'm getting ready to say. But the world is going to hell in a handbasket at the moment. We are literally on the cusp of World War III. And when I say that, I don't mean like, oh, in the next five to ten years. I literally mean within the next fucking minutes it could happen. It's getting serious, okay? Everything's a fucking shit show right now. Travis has been obsessed with watching the news and... Not even like the news on TV, but like literally doing some research and it's just so fucking scary, honestly, guys. And this is not something that just happened here like recently. This is something that has been happening for several years and it's it's getting really bad. This has been building up for quite some time and we have no real control over it. We can't do shit from our houses. There's not a fucking thing we can do. Throw this all on top of the pandemic that we've been dealing with for the past two years anyway. We've got a real shit show. Everybody's fucking emotional, mental health is about to go down the fucking toilet. Honestly. Because we are helpless in the situation. We have no control over it. We have no way to alter it. No way to change the things that are about to happen. The things that have happened. And we're all still stuck in this whole situation with the pandemic and everywhere, I don't know about these other countries, but here in America, the big situation now is companies are requiring that their employees get the vaccine if they want to go to work. And some people are against the vaccine, some people are for it, some people just don't give two fucks. They're like, yeah, I've got to get it, i got to get it, it is what it is. They don't care either way. So, with that being said, it's causing a lot of issues and people are literally losing their jobs over the vaccine. 
I lost my mother-in-law to COVID. She died from COVID. Um, it, and I honestly, I, I, I was not prepared to get it, but that scared me. So I did. But the point is, is we don't have control over these things, and it's getting bad. We are really in a tight, fucked spot right now. So many outside forces are playing a factor into... I keep saying a factor. What is my fucking deal with a factor today? Where did that even come from? So many outside forces are literally fucking with us right now. Between the time of year and the moon phases and retrograde and whether it's your time of the month or not. And, you know, random life events with life and death and sickness and marriages and breakups and work-related shit and just your family in general and... You know, my family is really fucked up. We've talked about that before. Like, they are just something fucking else. My mom's side, I love them all, but I can't stand half of them. Because they are very opinionated. And not that being opinionated is bad, but you're fucking stupid if you don't follow what they say. And you don't believe what they say. And you don't agree with them, you're fucking stupid. Or if you don't want to drink till you're fucking puking your brains out, you're a fucking lightweight pussy. I just don't like that life anymore. I grew up with it for way too long. And it's toxic as fuck. I love them. I I love them all. And I just have to take myself out of that situation. I can't control the things they do and how they act. So I have to remove myself from that situation because that's a little bit of control I do have. That tiny bit of control. Now I do still go to like family, Christmas and Thanksgiving and holiday things just to celebrate like with them, and, and that's mostly for my kids' sake, and, you know, because my mom would have a fit if I didn't, but I don't enjoy being around the attitude, the toxicity, and it's just very hard to recoup from that, and it lasts for a while, lingers with me, and it's just a whole fucking situation to get over it and to get through that, but I find ways, and that's what we're going to get to. I know you're probably thinking, Cassie, like, um, I thought we were talking about mood magic, and now you're talking about how the world's fucked up, and how your family's stupid, and, you know, about your period, and everything else, so get to the fucking point of mood magic, Cassie, okay, okay, let's take a little ad break, and I'll get to the fucking point of mood magic, here we go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Now, we can't control the time of year or the moon phase or any of that shit. But we can control the way that we let ourselves feel about things. Okay? Now, not necessarily can we straight up change the way that retrograde makes us feel or the moon phase makes us feel or whatever. But we can alter our perception of it and our environment to help us get through these things. First and foremost, you have to change your mood. You have to know that your mood needs to be changed. So you have to work on being aware. Awareness is a huge part of witchcraft in general because you have to be aware of so many things. 
the things that work, the things that don't work, the things that you need to be cautious of, your surroundings, the energies around you can be fucking sneaky. If you have the not super nice energy around you, it can be doing some shady ass shit and you have to be aware of these things. You have to be open. This is why working on open and your third eye is really important. Um, we've been talking about how it's, you know, several episodes back we were talking about working on your ability and your psychic abilities and, and opening that back up. As Like I said, as kids, we had that ability. We all did because we didn't know any better. We did not know that we weren't supposed to see spirits. We didn't know we weren't supposed to hear people talk to us. We didn't know we weren't supposed to see grandpa in the corner. We just did. We saw it. We accepted it. And then we were told, nope, that's our imagination. Nope, that's not real. To the point where we just blocked it out and we pretend it's not there. And now we have to unlearn those behaviors. So... This still kind of happens with what we're doing now. We are going to unlearn behaviors and we're going to change and alter our moods. We're going to alter our egos. Okay. Mood change. Huge. Being aware that you need the mood change is probably the biggest part of this. Again, work on your awareness. There are lots of steps. We'll do a whole fucking episode on that coming up too. But to make it simple, meditate. That is one of the biggest things you can do to alter it meditation is huge just clearing your headspace getting out of that zone and that funk or whatever the case may be and sometimes you're in a great fucking mood but you need to be in a serious mood or you're super happy laughy jokey mood but you need to be serious okay this is still a time where you need to do meditation and and whatever it is that works for you to get your mind and your body and everything aligned as one And honestly, guys, meditation should be something that we're adding to our daily routines. I know a lot of us do not have time, me included, but I'm telling you what, it doesn't have to be sitting on the floor, cross-legged with your fingers on your knees, and mm, that doesn't have to be it. It can literally be a minute of slow breathing on your fucking Apple Watch app, the Breathe app, or whatever, you know what I mean? Literally just time yourself in the fucking car for a minute and meditate or at your desk or in bed at night before you go to bed just lay there and just just throb at yourself just give yourself that daily meditation whether it be one minute or one hour try to start working that into your daily routine it will have a huge fucking impact on how you perceive the world in general and how you're able to alter your mood very quickly again this is something that's going to take some practice it's not something you're going to get like day one and be like oh damn nailed that mastered it i'm a pro we're, we're good what's next unfortunately it's just not how it works um like we talked about with the chakras it's something you just have to work on and it just it's not an overnight process but you can get there so meditation huge 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 part of it all once you've got that done or you meditate or whatever you do recenter yourself ground yourself again this is you could be done with your meditation some people like to do it in different steps i have my own little ways and we'll get into a whole situation like i said when we um work on opening our awareness and everything we'll we'll get into bigger parts of all of that i don't want to eat up a whole lot of time on all that right now but it's just really important that you find a routine that works good for you and nobody can tell you what's going to work good for you but you it's trial and error honestly guys it's it's working through different things and trying different routines and just kind of 
mix and match, honestly. Some people will take parts of the chakra um, patterns, mix them with meditating. Some people like to add water into their grounding and centering, and it's just like a, like bathing, bath magic, shower magic, water magic. I mean, seriously, guys, there's all kinds of things out there that if you dig enough, you will find some serious fucking amazing theories out there that you should dive into and and learn more on because they're fucking cool as hell. I read this article about bath magic, and it's basically, I mean, the starting gist of it is doing your um, your meditation and your centering and your rounding and all of that and you're charging all in the tub using the water and different herbs and oils and everything in the water and uh, the rose hip is like a fucking huge deal with all of that um, I don't like the smell of some of it like have you ever just got a really bad batch of like the rose petals or it just kind of burns your nose just kind of has a different feeling I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I don't know. So, lavender is my thing. Love the lavender to calm myself. It's great. I actually just put a roll-on bit of it on just a little bit ago. I have this little stick. It's not even a stick. It's a little bottle with a roll-on. It's called Aroma Guru. I got it for a dollar a dollar. I don't know where I work. Not a plug, by the way, but it's super awesome. And it has a little roll-on thing, and it's lavender essential oil, and it just helps calm you and soothe you and bring you back. But that's just my thing. Anyway, whatever you have to do, work this into your routine. Again, a lot of people just have different routines, like different ways that it works best for them. Do what works for you. Trust your gut. Trust your instincts. Again, you may have to try different things multiple times and see what works best. Some things may work better than others. You may have multiple things that you that work for you and... That that you really like that you want to alternate out, and that's great because some people don't like the same thing over and over. Some people don't like like extreme routine or you know doing the same thing repeatedly. So whatever works best for you, if you have if you want to you know like rotate through three or four different things, again there's no wrong way to be a witch. So whatever works for you works for you. Again, we'll get more into this when we do the awareness episode. It's just way too much to get into, and it's really deep. But, we're back to mood altering. Meditation, recentering, grounding, all of that, charging yourself, definitely has a huge, huge, huge effect on altering your mood. Again, opening your chakras. Now, this can be a huge process because it's not something you sit down and bam, open one and like two minutes later the next one's open. It's just, that's just not how it works. But, this could help over... A period of time, especially if you are dealing with some deep-rooted fucking issues. And I really highly suggest, honestly, working on your chakras a lot. It's just something that you should do regularly if that's your thing. If it's not, cool. Again, no wrong way to be a witch, so everyone's different. But I honestly like to stay on top of it. I like to add it into my stuff like at least once a month and... It's just part of my meditation routine. I just, I feel like revisiting that a lot because it just helps me feel more euphoric about things. Again, we're all different. These are just some of the things that we can work on. Change of venue, okay? Change of venue, like what the fuck does that mean, Cassie? 
change where you're doing your spells or your craft or whatever the case may be. Go outside. If it's nice outside, go outside into nature. Go explore. Go take a walk. Pack up some supplies and a blanket and go out into the woods or to the beach or wherever works for you and do your thing. Or go to a different room in your house. Like sometimes my witch room just isn't cutting it, which honestly is not a lot because it's it's pretty fucking dope, I'm not gonna lie. I love my room. Uh, but sometimes I really do feel more comfortable in the family room in the big wide open area. Again, it's just Travis and I living here, so I don't have to worry about the kids running through or disruption. I don't even have to worry about my cat trying to like be part of it and do things with me, which honestly she just does it here anyway. She just busts through the fucking door into my room and does this shit too, so it doesn't really matter. But Changing your scenery and your atmosphere can have a huge, huge fucking effect on what you're doing. It definitely can alter your mood because you don't feel like you're doing the same fucking thing. You don't, you know, looking at the same four fucking walls after a while will drive you crazy. So, change of venue will have some play on here too. Adding or changing your crystals. And this can be a huge thing that we all oftentimes overlook. If you've got a lot of crystals, it's a good chance you forgot to cleanse them or charge them or they've just gathered so much fucking negative energy because of some event or something that's happened that's really put you in a zone and you're not realizing it. Like I have some of my altar that are just now literally looking at them as I'm saying these words realize I have not cleansed and charged in longer than I care to admit. So that's on the docket for this weekend now. But honestly, mixing different ones could also have an effect that is not what you want or not your desired outcome. So take a moment to to be aware of what is around you and what things are near you that could be influencing your energy and your mood or maybe things that are lacking, that are missing, that you need to take away or add or, you know, just in general change up so just something to kind of consider some crystal combinations may not be good for what you're trying to do if you're trying to do like a cut the cord spell you do not want rose quartz up there with you being a part of it you know you're trying to get rid of old love flame and cut those feelings out and you've got rose quartz and shit around you and that's just like the fucking crystal of love right there and that's not gonna be too helpful and that's not gonna really help your mood at all in fact it could backfire so definitely take a look at your surroundings and make sure that it's got the things that set the mood for what mood you need to be in and again everyone is different rose quartz for several people work good works well for love spells and romance and things like that but for you it may not so please do research and work with these different things to test to see how they affect you because you could be taking the advice that I'm giving you and it could be complete opposite for how it makes you feel so definitely consider that while you're doing it aromatherapy huge it kind of ties back to lavender and the bathtub that we were just talking about aromatherapy could definitely change your mood forever I really was like you know, smells don't really have that big of a fucking impact on people. Like, that's kind of crazy. I was wrong. They really fucking do. 
huge impact for me now that I've actually like paid attention and realized, oh, hey, this makes me feel calm. This makes me feel antsy. This makes me feel nostalgic. Just different ways for everyone. I mean, not everyone's going to have the same reaction to lavender or to bergamot or to basil or to tea tree oil. I mean, everybody has different effects. So you can't just go by the basic textbook of, okay, lavender is calming. This is this. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get into all of them, start naming them off, and honestly, I'm tired, and I'd probably fuck it up if I just tried to sit here and ramble shit off, because my brain's just like, no. But, not everyone has the same reactions, and it, this is just like the crystals, guys. It does different things for different people. We're not all the same. We're all different. So, again, what works great for me may not work great for you. So, please, test it out. Do different, you know, experiments with it. And journal this because your mood needs to be tracked. And this is something that's huge. And if you realize, hey, this has this effect on me, but then you don't remember because you're like me and you're like, well, what was that? Was that the orange that made me feel that way? Or was that Nakshampa? Like, what what was that? Journal the shit, y'all. I'm telling you, journaling has really helped me save a lot of shit and remember things and help me not make a lot of fucking mistakes because I fucked around and forgot what I was doing, which happens quite often. But aromatherapy can really have really great benefits when it comes to mood altering. And it's just, that's what that's what the whole point of this is. It's putting you in the headspace that you need to be in for what you're about to do. Alter your altar. Change it up. We've talked about different seasons, different times of the year, different habits that people... Um, which is will do different things on their altar, have different things. It gets stale. You don't want to have the same stale things over and over. And again, it gets redundant to look at the same four walls, the same with your altar. Having the same little things all over can be just very blah-ish. It can make you just feel kind of, you know, stagnant. And, And we don't want that because we need to keep our magic alive. We need to keep our craft going. So we can grow, so we can, you know, become more powerful and become more of who we're supposed to be, and so we can really embrace our paths. But when we hit that wall, we have to make these changes. So altering your altar can be a fucking huge, huge part that can go really good or really fucking bad. And it all depends on the things you choose to put up there. Again, crystal mixing them together, different crystals cannot always be a good thing and it can't always be a bad thing it honestly just depends on your reactions with them because we're all different i know i just keep saying that i sound like a fucking broken record today i keep saying again and factor and huge and alter and oh my god i'm fucking tired sorry guys like this episode is just really shitty today and i'm really sorry i have like all this stuff i want to say and i know what i want to say it's just not coming out how i want to say it so if this just feels really stale and boring, I really do apologize, but I, I do have a lot of serious emotion about this stuff, and I think it can be super helpful to a lot of you guys. I'm just not delivering it the way that I really wish it was coming out. I'm not gonna lie, I've already deleted this thing like four times and started over because I feel like it's just not coming 
across that I wanted to, but I'm just gonna keep going with this one because trust him, I got here, and it sucks, but it is what it is. I should have altered my altar, honestly. I didn't take my own advice here, seriously, though. But altering your altar, I like a organized mess, if that makes sense. <laughs> Probably doesn't. I have a lot of feathers on my altar. They are just kind of loose and up here in the, in the corner by my cauldron and just kind of around. I've got different crystals that I change out every now and then. It just kind of depends on what I'm feeling. And I don't necessarily look at the properties of the crystals when I when I go to pull and figure out which ones I want up here. I go by the way I feel when I look at them and I hold it. I will go over to my um, coffin of crystals and pick up different ones and whatever I'm drawn to is what goes on my altar for that time period. And however long I keep it there just depends on my mood and when I feel it needs changed or when I feel it's time to take a refresher or a break or whatever the case may be. But there are a few stones that will never leave my fucking altar because I feel like they have very big significance. Um, my Moldavite, not going anywhere. It will always stay on my altar. It's actually in a little case um, up here because it's small and I don't want to get lost, but it's one that will definitely stay up here for quite a while because I just feel better when it's here and honestly when I get stressed especially when I'm doing these podcasts and I just feel like right now like I feel super stale and just feel a little bit of um what's the word I'm looking for I'm not even sure what I'm looking for is I feel like I'm just defeated here um, because it's not coming off the way I want it to so when I feel like that I grab my mold white and I try to change my mood and I tried to change my outlook on it. And a professional podcaster would literally cut all of this part out of me whining about the podcast episode and how I feel like it's coming off. And when incorporated that, and they'd be like, oh, yes, everything is perfect. But again, I'm raw. I don't, I don't cut shit. It just is what it is. So this is a perfect example of when I need to alter things and take my own advice. So I got my mold white out. It's in my hand. And we're moving on. We are powering through. You guys can see firsthand from this episode, literally, how the mood shit has a big effect on everything. Like, I just, it's crazy. Like, it's just fucking crazy. Your altar, I'm just gonna go right back into it, like, like I didn't just have a little baby meltdown. Okay? Okay. Your altar is your safe space. It is your space, where you do your work, where you do your craft, where you are, it's like your desk at work, or in your office, or if you don't have, like, a desk at work, you know, some of us just don't, I didn't forever, and now I do, which is a communal desk with my other employees, but it is your personal space for your craft, your altar should be the way you feel connected, um, a lot of people will tell you that your altar should be very bare and empty and and I remember in season one telling you guys that, you know, you should never put anything on your altar that doesn't go with the flow and everything. And I've changed my outlook on that, honestly. The past year has changed my life so much that I I can go back to a lot of things from season one and be like, look, guys, I may have been a little off on these things. And I'm not too big to tell you that. 
some people will pretend that they just know everything and that, you know, this is what it is and I didn't change it and tell you all these things and then um, when it comes to how they do things in actual life outside the podcast or the show or whatever it may be, like just people in general, not just witches, um, they won't admit that, you know, things have changed or that they were wrong or whatever, but I will fucking straight up admit it. I told you guys in season one that your altar should be sacred, which it is, don't get me wrong, your altar is fucking sacred, but I, I said that you just shouldn't keep anything up there that is not related to magic, and, you know, back then I only would set my jewelry on it to charge it, I would never set my phone on it, I wouldn't set, you know, books on it or anything unless I was using it for that specific reason. Now, it's a little different. Now I have things up here that make me feel comfortable or are related to what I'm doing at the time with my craft. So, if I am in a bad mood or my mood needs to be altered, I'm going to alter things on my altar that will reflect the mood I'm trying to create. So, if I want happiness, I'm going to change out some crystals that make me feel happy. I'm going to change out the different oils that I have burning up here or around the area. The incense for definitely, you know, that goes with um, aromatherapy, the same concept here, guys. You have to make changes and alter things. And if you have in your, um, your, your personal stuff, your, your items up here makes you feel more of the mood that you're trying to create, then fucking do it. Honestly, do what makes you feel the best. Trust your guts. Um, I've said a hundred thousand times, guys, there's no wrong way to be a witch. And we're all different. We have to trust our guts. We have to follow our passion and follow through with, with whatever makes us feel the way that we need to feel. We can't just go by what everybody else feels or how it makes them feel. Again, that goes back to the whole thing with the, with the crystals or with the, the oils and, and everything. If you do not feel calmed by lavender, don't keep trying to use lavender to calm yourself down. If you don't feel love and you know, happiness and romance with pink quartz or rose quartz, then don't fucking use rose quartz for it. Don't keep trying it because it's not going to, to be it. It's just we're all different. Go with what makes you, you. Don't try to change to be like everybody else. If it helps you get to where you're going and the mood set and mindset you need to be in, then fucking do it. Don't try to be what everybody else is doing. Just follow your own. I know this is kind of a little tangent on somewhere else, but it goes along with this because we're altering our moods here and altering the things around us to create the mood that we are trying to achieve so you have to be yourself because doing it everybody else's way is not going to get to the mood you need to be genuinely it's going to be fake so it's not going to work shadow work another huge thing guys we've talked about this shadow work is something that does take quite a bit of time it's not something you could just do one session of and be completely done and be through all the bullshit and all your issues because it's a lot. There's a lot of deepness that goes with shadow work, but if you're doing it and then you're, you know, it's an ongoing process, but if you are trying to alter your mood because of things going on or you just want to figure out what's causing that mood, what's deep down, because you can't figure it out, like, you know, 
trying to think of a great example here, but my brain's a little tired, so I don't have a great example, but you're trying to figure out why the color yellow just makes you just, ugh, just makes you feel uncomfortable or whatever. Do some shadow work. Get, dig deep to figure out when the fuck yellow represented in your life that fucked you up so much. You may be surprised what you find out. It's getting back to those roots and getting back to the real you that we're trying to do here. When we're altering our moods, we're trying to do mood magic, it is about the realness. We we can't create a fake mood. We can't create the fake happiness. We can't create the fake emotions. We have to create the real ones. And they're not always super easy to do. So just simply changing out your crystals may not work. It'll help and it may be a step in the right direction to get you there. But these are all things that you have to do genuinely. It's not something that you can just... Okay, my favorite color is red, so we're going to spread red all over it, and I'm going to be happy, and everything's going to be great. Let's do some magic. Fortunately, that's not going to work. These are genuine feelings that you need to feel for it to be real and for things to work the way you want. If we keep going through the motions without actually being real and feeling it, then it's just not going to be real, and we're not going to feel it. It's going to be the same results that we've had things not working and we're going to journal it down and say okay we tried this we tried to do this and it didn't work because we weren't genuine with it trust me i've learned this first fucking hand it does suck but getting down and creating the real moods here all of these things i've listed are excellent ways to help you get there you're going to find your own ways that will help add to this and help get you where you need to be. This is just a starting point. This is a jump off point to start doing things to get you in that that mindset that you need to be in genuinely. We're not creating a fake mood. We're trying to genuinely get to that mindset that, that you need to be in. this episode has been a little all over the place (laughs) we've went from like hey oh my god to like oh my god what the fuck am I doing I'm just ruining everything to very calming to very upbeat to like oh my god so as you can tell I'm very fucking tired as I've mentioned multiple times um I should have altered my mood before I started this episode but I didn't and you got to hear the real me I wasn't fake with it It was just literally the emotions I've been going through all coming out at once. So it's kind of a perfect example and I'm actually kind of glad it happened this way. So you can see how mood magic does fucking affect us. Um, It's still not a great fucking explanation of how I wanted to explain all this. This theory is something that's going to take a lot more work for me to really propose the correct way and in full detail. But you get it. You get what I'm what I'm getting at. We cannot go into a ritual or spell or anything in our craft or reading, divination, whatever you may be up to. We cannot go into it if our minds are not fully there. We have to put ourselves in a different mindset, the mindset that we need to be in. We have to alter our moods and put us in the correct headspace to have the outcome that we're looking for. 
It's all about the end game. What are we trying to manifest? Because if we're trying to manifest something happy and and good, and all we have are negative thoughts going through our heads, we're not going to fucking manifest anything happy and good. We're going to manifest some bullshit. A big jumble pile of bullshit. Because it's not real emotions that we're using. We are using whatever we're trying to put on as a front. Or whatever is buried inside of us that's trying to fucking ooze its way out. Magic is very fucked up, honestly. You can't fake it, okay? You just can't fake it. It has to be real. It has to be genuine. You really have to truly feel it, and you have to put yourself there. I mean, if you're not feeling it, and you can't alter your mood through some ways that we talked about, or your other ways, I mean, there's a fuck ton of different things that we can do, but if, if you're not feeling it, maybe you should look back and do it another time. Maybe you should put it on the back burner for a little bit and come back to it later. One thing I do all the time, and I will tell you, and it becomes so fucking helpful to me in my practice, is turning to my cards. Honestly, guys, and if you are not a tarot reader, that's fine. Um, maybe try pendulum or something. Use the energies around you. Use, use whatever you have at your disposal to aid you in your craft. Being a witch is more than just healing and doing spells and things like that. It's taking the things that we have and and putting them to use and making things work. And that's why I'm always talking about making your stuff in DIY and it doesn't have to be super expensive because we are resourceful humans. We're resourceful witches. We take things that other people might not see as being useful and make them work. So take whatever you use that you feel confident in to do it. So what I'm what I'm talking about is whenever I feel like I don't know which way to do or if I should wait or I just need some fucking answers, especially in this situation with mood magic and I'm am I there? Am I am I is this a good time? What should, you know, what direction am I going here? What what do I need to do? I'll turn to the fucking tarot cards and I'll do a few card reading. You know, sometimes I just do it one card flip, sometimes I do a four card draw where, you know, the top card is the overall outcome and the three bottom cards of the supporting factors. Uh, that's one of my favorite fucking draws, honestly, because I need to know details. I don't like just, hey, here's your answer. I need to know why that's my answer. And that's just me, but some people may be totally fine with just one card draw answer. I'm just not. I, I just, that's how I've always been. I'm, I do the one card draws just for daily practice, you know, daily kind of testing myself and then see where we're at, but... When I'm having a big question or a serious question, I never count on just one card. I need a three card or four card draw because I need to know the supporting details of what the fuck's happening. So, when I'm feeling like, hey, you know, what's up? What's going on? And I need some answers. I turn to my tarot cards. They're normally right on or they will tell me it's time to uh, is not fuck with it because they won't make any sense. And that's usually what I know. It's time to shut the fuck up. My cards right now are straight up telling me to power through this. We are. We're there. I'm trusting my gut with this because, as I said a little bit ago, I've already deleted this thing four fucking times and restarted. And I really wanted to delete it a fifth and restart because I wasn't happy with my delivery. But now I realize why. 
this did the way it did. I think it was honestly when the way it went the way it did as a perfect example of how your mood can affect what you're doing. I am just in a zone. I've got a lot of shit going on. There are a lot of things, factors going on. Um, I keep saying that fucking word factors. There's a lot of stuff um, I need to deal with, and it's got me stressed. Again, these are things I cannot control, so I did not do the things that I should have. I did not take time to meditate before this. I did not take time to recenter and ground myself. I didn't work my chakras. I didn't change my menu. I'm still sitting at my altar with my same stuff on it that I've had for the last couple weeks. I have not had any aromatherapy. I've got a white fucking regular candle burning. I need to do some more shadow work because it's been several months since I've done it. And, or not several months, but several weeks. And I don't like to go more than a couple weeks at a time anymore because it just is really awkward and hard for me to get back into it if I do. And again, I mean, everybody's different with that. Some people, you know, like to do it every, you know, like every week. Some people like to do it monthly. Some people like to do it every couple days. Honestly, whatever works for you is best. But this is proof that, you know, my theory is legit, guys. Mood magic is fucking real. You need to really feel it and really feel genuine to make it actually happen. Um, I just... It's really important that we are real with ourselves and we're feeling real when we do things. Being fake sucks. We have to be fake so many times when we don't want to be like work and around family. Like I was talking about, so my family just went to dicks and you got to fake it and it sucks. And this is a prime example of why having real emotions and changing your outlook and your perspective and your mood have a different outcome on what you're doing and you can't manifest shit if you're not in the mindset of a thing or the the emotion that you need to be in to manifest it I mean you can't manifest happy shit if you are in a super sad shitty mood it's just not gonna happen it's gonna backfire so I'm gonna continue to work on my mood magic theory and we'll revisit it later when I've got a better way of explaining it and and addressing it but it's just a whole fucking... It, it kind of blows my mind, honestly. It's like when my husband talks to me about space and stuff. And, you know, the extent of things that I don't know. This is the same concept. Because it's kind of scary to think that my mind is literally in one spot. And I'm trying to do something to make it a different way. To have a totally different outcome. Without trying. I know that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> delirium is setting in from my lack of sleep no like for real it it's proof that magic's fucking real because we are saying all of this and doing all the things but magically whatever we're manifesting knows that we're not feeling it for real so it's altering the way that it comes out and it's coming out the way we truly feel instead of how we're trying to perceive it to feel. I hope that made sense. It's like the universe knows how we're really feeling, even though we're trying to hide it and put on a show. And it takes that emotion and puts it into 
what we're manifesting anyway, and then comes out. I really hope that makes sense. I really hope it makes sense. It makes sense in my head. Yeah. It's just been crazy, guys. Um, manifestation is all about trusting your gut and your instinct, but if you don't feel it and you don't believe in yourself and you're not in the mood and mindset you need to be in, ain't gonna do shit. We've talked about that a million times. That's literally like a lot of things in season one we discussed. You have to feel it. You have to trust your gut. You have to really believe in yourself and believe in your own magic because if you don't, what's the fucking point doing it? Honestly. Keep journaling, guys. Maybe you'll come up with some other fucked up crazy theories like mine and have a hell of a time explaining them and then, like, just feel like a dumbass when you're done because you're like, oh, hey, I have this great theory, but now it sounds all weird. I really promise it does make a lot more sense and it really is, um, a real thing. It, it really does exist. It just, I'm having a hell of a time bringing it into words. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, I am working on, like I was talking about earlier, the awareness. Um, I've actually started a lot of note-taking of how I want to approach that. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, it does tie together with the things we, we talked about a few episodes back about working on our psyche and um, opening our third eye more and, and become more awake with what we are so used to ignoring um, and, you know, working on opening that sensitivity up. It is a really, really big deal, honestly, and we all have that ability. We've just buried it for so long because we were told it wasn't real or, you know, it was our imagination or whatever the case may be, and now it's time to really embrace that and and take it back. Take our powers back because we've let them be silenced and quieted for far too long. Far, far too long. This is another reason why I feel like we need to just be ourselves and not be afraid to be who we are and embrace ourselves. Um, I know we talked about in the few episodes back about witches and more of the history of witches and how back then, you know, we were hiding and quiet about everything because we were scared. So, um, now it's really big time to embrace ourselves. With everything going on in the world, we don't know how much of a tomorrow we have left. So, why go out being someone that you're not? Go out being the real you and do whatever you have to do to get you in the mindset and behold your true self. Embrace your true self. Be you. Do not be afraid. Come out of the closet if you're ready. If not, it's totally cool. I understand. But don't be afraid. Just realize that there are people everywhere who will be there when you're ready to step out of the broom closet. And people are going to accept you or they're not. And that's just the way life is. But we shouldn't live in fear. And we shouldn't live in these fucked up fears that, you know, and this worry of things we can't control. We need to retrain our brains to to be happy and to be okay with what, what what's happening and who we are and the way we're perceived. It sucks, but it is what it is. So we're changing what we can't control 
we're changing the way we perceive it and how we react to it. And that is all part of Moon Magic. And I'm so very sorry for being all over the place and being very fucking confusing, but I hope you understand it and the chaos that is Moon Magic because it is nothing but pure chaos. Straight up pure chaos. Because there's so many forces working against us to change what we're trying to change. I mean, honestly, think about everything. If you add up just the things that I mentioned, the time of year, the moon phase, retrograde, your time of the month, the life events that are happening, work, home life, family, kids, your spouse, everything is working against you to feel the way that you want to feel, the way that you are trying to manifest your life to be. You have all these factors working against you, but you have the ability to change that. By the way you change the, by changing the way you let it affect you and the way that you let it absorb into your fucking life. There's things that we we can't control those parts, but we can control the way that we let these things take over. We have to take our control back. And if we can just get this down. I know I'm just rambling, but honestly, if if we can work more on controlling that part of our our side of it, then uh, we're going to be in a hell of a lot better place. I'm going to quit rambling now because I think I've just kind of ruined it all at this point. You know, it's funny though, I will say, as I'm just continuing to ramble, a lot of podcasters I, that I've talked to and that I've, um, you know, correlated with and reached out and... and listen to or whatever, um, articles I've read about them, interviews, whatever, they write everything out, what they're going to say, and they do these big scripts, and they literally are like reading word for word and all these scripts and things that they want to say and everything, and I don't, I take a few notes of basically like an outline of things I want to say, things I want to remember, but there's no like full sentences or scripts, it's literally just like talking points that I want to remember to bring up or I want to remember to mention. Um, things like that, but I, I'm raw, guys. I just want you to know the, the reason these podcasts seem like I go on these tangents and I ramble or I just go down these rabbit holes is because I'm raw. It's real. It's me sitting down with my ideas, my things I want to share with you, my things I want to teach you, and just fucking going off. Just going. Just sharing it all with you. I'm so sorry that keeps beeping. It's my fucking sister, and she's driving me crazy. She's got me in this fucking group chat text, and I hate those. Unless they're, like, work and it's important shit, but this just gossip right now. Anyway, this is how you know it's all real, because I'm sitting here telling you about my sister. Literally text me in the middle of me doing this. Most professionals would have shut their fucking watches off or put on silent, but not me. It's gonna be legit. It's fine. It's fine, and we'll have all the interruptions. I mean, my cat's even been a star in some of these, because she just jumps over here and fucking meows. And, you know, of course, the loud-ass fucking truck that goes by during the day when we do them. But, yeah. So, I just want you guys to remember, if I sound crazy, a lot of times it's just because I'm being real. I'm not read from a script. I'm not produced by some big fucking company. I'm literally a witch in her house teaching you guys and sharing her fucking knowledge and information with others. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Remember, guys, there's no wrong way to be a witch. I really enjoy you guys coming here every week. Please do not forget, you can always reach out to me at thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com. You can 
um, send me a message in the Facebook thing. Sometimes it doesn't go through, so I'd really just stick with the, the basic witch 2020 gmail.com. Remember to mention something about the podcast and an emoji or something like that in the subject line. That way it's easier for me to realize that you are actually a real person trying to reach out to me and not a bot or anything. Shelby, I did get yours, and I will be responding to you very shortly. I've just been a little busy and didn't get a chance to fully get it open and, or get it all the way read because my phone literally is being a piece of shit. But I will be responding to you here in just a little bit. So, bless be y'all. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and dealing with my crazy bullshit and my rambling. And um, just know I appreciate all of you for being here every week and, and listening and going along this journey with me. So, bless be. Thanks so much. Bye.